ever wondered what the ideal approach to homeschooling would be for your kids? Is there an ideal? Do I really have an answer to this question? I really do. I think it comes in a package of three. Who you are and who your kids are, of course, what your values are, and what your priorities are for an education. On today's episode, I'm going to chat with host of the Homeschool Compass podcast. Amy and I are going to discuss homeschooling with purpose, unlocking individuality, values, and priorities for our kids' success. Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Weedrake, the Homeschool Life Coach at www.capturingthecharmlife.com. And I'm here to help you reimagine your homeschool. Before Mother's Day, I offered a series of lives on Instagram to the homeschool moms of Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can still find it on Instagram and YouTube. And I asked the homeschool moms I was interviewing, what did you learn about you? What did you learn about your kids? And what did you learn about learning this past homeschool year? Amy shared how this year she really did come to understand how her two different kids, now age 10 and 12, are truly very different. They learn differently. They engage differently. And she's learning that she needs to accommodate different plans for different kids. We talked about aligning our values with our practical homeschool activities and prioritizing the most important things in our homeschool years. So without further ado, join Amy and I for tea as we talk about homeschooling with purpose. I love being able to offer opportunities for people to listen to real homeschool moms conversations. I'm accustomed, just like you, being in people's earbuds on podcast, but it's a really um, amazing way to connect in the homeschool world because I don't know about you, but I'm meeting people from all over the world. And you know, frankly, I'm probably spending more time across the world than I am in my own backyard. But uh, so Amy, would you introduce yourself, share a little bit about your, uh, what brought you to homeschooling, your initial homeschool journey? Absolutely. So I'm Amy. I get to host the Homeschool Compass podcast uh, and do a lot of content over at the Homeschool Compass here on Instagram and on our blog, which has been really fun for me. Um, But I'm also a homeschool mom. So I have two kids I they just had their birthday so they're now 10 and 12 we're all in the double digits we no longer have any little ones I cannot say I'm a mom of littles at all or even pretend to be those days are behind me um, but we live here in Massachusetts which is a lovely place to homeschool I always tell people if you look on in the U.S. at least if you look at the HSLDA website to look up the homeschool regulations for your state Massachusetts is always in red like we're a bad state for homeschooling, but I think it's lovely that we have so many great historical landmarks and museums and uh, places for field trips. Um, and I have just found it to be a really mm-hmm. great place. So my husband and I homeschool together, um, which is fun. And yeah, we, I knew very early on that I wanted to homeschool, probably when I was like in middle school or high school. I ran across some other kids who had been homeschooled and I thought that is just the coolest thing. If I have kids someday, I want to be the one to teach them. I want to be the one to read books with them um, and get to go on all these fun adventures with them. Uh, So when my husband and I started dating, we were, I think, 
17 and 18 maybe we were young and I remember like one of our very first dates we had gone to some burger place and I said to him I I just so you know I'm really thinking about homeschooling my kids if we have kids one day so if you're not on board with that we probably shouldn't continue <laughs> this conversation which is kind of bold for 17 year old me now that I'm looking back at that but uh, that was just always something that I was really excited about. Um, and he was more than happy to go down that path with me. So here we are all these years later, walking it out. You ever heard anybody say that before that on the first day you were asking your, <laughs> yeah, it might've you know. been like the second or third day. I don't think it was number one, but it was pretty early on. So yeah, that, that was, I wanted Impre to get that established right out of the gate. I love that. And so has no, it been how you imagined it to be? It has been nothing be? like, like oh. I imagined it to be. You know, I am a planner. I am someone who likes to have all my ducks yeah. in a row. And so even before I had kids, I had all these ideas in my mind. I was reading all of these books. I was looking at curriculum thinking, this yeah. is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to map all this out before my kids are even born, um, which is a yeah. ridiculous thing to do. And so it hasn't been anything like that. It's, it's been a constant, uh, constant uh, crying out to the Lord for wisdom, like help me figure out the best way to go forward with these kids that are in front of me. Um, because you just can't plan ahead of time what you're gonna be dealing with, what life is gonna throw at you, what your kids are gonna need from you. Um, so no, it has, it has not gone according to my plan one little bit, but <laughs> it's been a lovely journey. Much fun, except for some days, but so much fun outside of those days. It's sure a lot of adventure and so much growth and learning and who gets the best education really? <laughs> us. <laughs> At least that's my experience. I remember you saying on my podcast and it just stuck in my head that we get to have a seat at the table too. And so I thought that was a perfect thing to be discussing. I mean, you uh, you came up with the idea of let's talk about how to homeschool plan because a lot of people are asking you at this time of year. And then, um, then I thought, wow, you spoke about having a seat at the table as well and also engaging, you know, curriculum resources, field trips, memories that we wanna create with our kids. And we can do things that we would enjoy as well. And before we get started on that, I would love to hear what you've learned about you this year and what you've learned sure. about your kids this year. Yeah, so what I've learned about my kids, I think is something that I knew, but this year it's really come home to me in a big way. I think intellectually I knew what works for one child is not going to work for the other child necessarily, but this year has been the year where that has really been hammered home to me on a daily basis. My two kids are very opposite in their personality and their needs, um, in their preferences, what they like, what they're excited about. Um, and up until this point, honestly, I had largely been focusing my planning on the oldest one and the younger one just kind of came along for the ride. Um, but this year she really kind of yep. made it clear, like this is not gonna work for me anymore. You can't just throw me the same math book that you gave my older brother and expect me to respond in exactly the same way. Um, this is not how I learn. This is not how I want to engage this material. Um, so you're gonna have to find some, <laughs> find some new ways of engaging with me. Um, and that has been a, a challenge for me for sure. Um, I've had to grow in some ways this year that I maybe kind of was coasting 
through in years past. Um, but it's been really fun to see um, see her respond to those shifts that we've been making and also um, kind of having some subjects where maybe we focus on her way of learning and her brother comes along for the ride and he hasn't been in that position before. Uh, so that's been a big growth area for him too, to, um, to understand that mm -hmm. not always is the material going to be presented in a way that's tailored to exactly um, how he wants to learn. Sometimes he has to stretch himself to learn in new ways too. Um, but I think it's been really good for all of us to experience that and yeah, so that is the biggest thing I would say is just that that reality that every child really is different. Um, yeah. They are. Yeah, my college, or um, not my, my daughter's, my third daughter is graduating and her college residence interview, the lady had commented that it's so lovely to see you honoring each of your children's journeys to become who they were meant to be. And I'm, I accepted the compliment as it was intended. And then later, want, you know, thought to myself that I had no choice because I saw how clearly this is them and I could encourage them to go some traditional path, but it really didn't fit them. So then you honor who you see and it just naturally will happen. You'll see your kids who they are if you do this homeschool thing long enough. And I'm curious if your firstborn learned similarly to you and it was yes, just intuitive to yeah. teach him. He is the one yeah. in personality that is more similar to me. He loves to read. He loves to, um, he's very visual. And then the second one is more kinesthetic. She's more you know, full body, engaging, very hands-on. Mine was exactly the opposite, whereas I actually unschooled, essentially unschooled self-directed learning my firstborn because she was so, really, she just required it and was needing that. And then I thought, well, this, okay, now we found the right philosophy. And then six months later, I could see, but the other three are not happy with this, are bored, want more structure. And so then you just do what you need to do to serve the child in front of you never fully figured out 100% because that's not a thing. And just keep learning from them, learning from how you're engaging it. If you like it, don't like it, if it serves all of you, and then just keep doing the thing. So thank you for sharing that. I would love to hear what you would say are the values that undergird how you uh, engage your homeschool family. Yeah, I think for us, quality time, that time together as a family is a big one. We, Our kids are getting older now, and so sometimes they'll make these comments like, hey, why don't we have a bigger house? Or why don't we have more cars? Like this other family, we only have one car. Or why don't we have, you know, yeah. why don't we go on this many vacations a year or this trip to Europe or whatever? And we're very quick to tell them, this is a conscious decision that your dad and I have made because we want to be intentional about spending as much time as we possibly can with you um, during these years. We don't want to you know, put you in school for seven hours and then have you go to after school care um, and then have you at camp all summer long and we only see you for a couple hours, you know, here and there and maybe some time on the weekend. That's not the life that we want to have. We want to have a life where we are all together. And so that does require certain sacrifices. There are certain things financially that maybe you will see other families doing that we're not going to be doing. Um, but you get to spend all this time with your parents. Um, and so we really want to be all together um, and experiencing things, yeah. reading books together, taking walks together, exploring together. 
Um, and we really, it's really important to my husband and I that we be the ones that are helping them process all of the things that they're encountering out in the world, that we're the ones that are walking them through the difficult situations that they're having with a friend or, um, you know, some current event that they hear about on the news. Uh, if we don't have that, those hours a day with them, um, we don't get to speak into that. And so we're really grateful for the time that we get to spend together. I would say that's probably the number one value that's kind of undergirds everything else that we're doing. That's beautiful, Amy. Um, I remember, I don't know if this is now that I'm going live with you, you were sharing that you were going to go to, into jury duty this week. I also got called into jury duty and I was like, I will go, but can I bring the kids please? Because that would yes. be like the coolest yes, field trip ever. Yes, that would be the greatest education yeah. right there. Yeah, totally. So let's just jump right in. So what do you see as value or um, different curriculum or maybe just different routines, or how would you approach the question, how do I help other homeschool moms plan their homeschools? I know, Where would you right? even There's so many different start? directions you can go with that. I always try to encourage everyone yeah. to start, before you start looking at all the curriculum, before you pull out your calendar and start mapping out the days, to just try for a little while to have yeah. some time to get quiet by yourself, maybe with your journal, yeah. you and I are both big journal people, um, I spend some time in prayer, spend some time reflecting, um, and just really think about what is most important. Because it's, it's so easy to just mm -hmm. jump on all the homeschool blogs, jump on Instagram, see what everyone else is doing, and come up with a list of 15 things that are super important to you. Um, and then before you get yeah. down the road, you're totally exhausted, you're burned out, and then you realize, wait a second, we didn't even really do the things that were most important to me. We were so busy chasing after, um, you know, all these things other people were, are doing. So I find that if I take the time to try to get as clear as I can about maybe one or two things, really like a really short list of this is what's most important for this yeah. child this year. Um, this is going to be my number one thing. I try to write that down first before I even get into anything else. And for us, it's been kind of different. Like I remember one year I was like, I feel like neither of my children can spell at all. Like, how did this happen? We've been, we've been working on spelling, um, but we just somehow like missed the mark on spelling. So I'm going to make that a priority this year this year and so every day that that would be the thing that you know if we had a short day and some other things fell by the wayside i would just make sure okay this is the thing that we're not gonna let slide um and other points it was i remember one year i really wanted to work with them on chores like helping around the house and teaching them how to do some things and getting that to be a solid part of the routine so all that wasn't falling on me at the end of every day when i was exhausted and so that, that was a priority. And maybe there were certain academic things that we um, didn't spend as much time on that year, but we really focused in on getting a good system around that. So just whatever it might be, think about for each child and maybe for your overall family, what are the most important things? And make sure you write that down first before you go into all the other steps, which there are many other steps, but that's a good starting place, I think. Really good. I, mean, I know for me, it was very hard for me to keep it to just a few things. So I kept this um, journal, of course, 
but I kept a journal with each of the kids names on different sections with different years. And then I would write down in subject areas so that I could keep track of ideas. I would write down, these are things we could do for science, or these are things we could do for, for fine arts or all the different things that mattered to me. And then I've used that as a resource over the years. And I went back and said, okay, well, maybe we'll fill in a few blanks there. We'll add a few things um, to our year. But mostly I discovered still there, there's tons of ideas in there that I think I will never use. And they're very cool. And, but it's a really great place for me to store all that idea because everyone comes up with yet one more curriculum idea. And not only will you um, invest a lot of time researching stuff that you will never use, but you will spend way too much money purchasing said curriculum. And will be like me at the end of my homeschool journey thinking, what am I gonna do with all this stuff? <laughs> I, I think right now, if I were to put this stuff out there, I might be able to compete with ChristianBook.com. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I have a giant stack right next to you. Most of it is stuff like if I see a homeschool mom that's giving away something, I'll just grab it. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll use this one day. Now I have this huge pile. Like, there's no way we will ever go through this. But yeah, it, it's hard to let it go, yeah so much stuff that I'm going to over after this Mother's Day live series, I'm going to actually do a mini series for the new homeschool moms and just pull out different resources. Not that you should buy those specific resources. Some of them might not be available because I've been doing this for so long. But you know, just as a think about how you can engage a learning opportunity with your kids outside the box, because thinking outside the box with our learning stuff, our books, our resources, all the things, it just puts us at ease as moms to realize your children are learning so much. And they're always learning things through field trips and videos or documentaries. I guess we don't call them videos anymore. <laughs> and math dice games and games of all sorts. And really you can pull out any resource and make it a learning opportunity, or you cannot pull out a learning resource and let them just discover their own learning things. Um, but I'd love to hear some of the things that you especially enjoyed doing with your kids or some of the things yeah, that your that's, kids like. That's a great question. I feel like for me, my favorite is the read aloud time. I just love that so much. And we've had different kind of iterations of that over the years. We, you know, sometimes we've done it in the afternoon. Sometimes we've done it in the morning. Sometimes we've done it before bed. Um, but when I think about the things that have really had the biggest impact for our family culture and for our kids, I would say, um, you know, the books that we've read aloud together and that have just, you know, we have shared memories around that those have been really really precious and worthwhile things that we've done there's other than that there's been a couple couple other things our our kids are really into science both my kids love science which i yeah. am not a science person um i mean i did okay <laughs> i did fine in science in school but i wouldn't say that it's a big passion of mine um, but my husband is more that way as well. And so um, we've pulled together all kinds of different things for that. I wouldn't say there's one curriculum that we're 100% sold on. We've tried a few different ones and like different things about uh, each one probably. But we really try to do a lot of um, like reading books from the library, watching videos, doing experiments. They're learning about astronomy right now. So we've been trying to 
um, you know, have them draw in their sketchbooks the different constellations and get outside and look at them and had different friends who have really fancy telescopes who have let us come and look through their telescope, which has been great. So many different things. It would help bolster our confidence if we could just notice what they're doing. And, you know, I'm one of the moms that says, but I mean outside of screen time. Not that I think screen time isn't valuable because I really, I really do think it's valuable. My son loves competitive chess. And like, I don't know what we do as parents, but we have this kind of love hate relationship with screens. So even me, my kiddo is loving chess. And I'm like, yeah, but not so much chess because that's online. <laughs> and when he first introduced me to Minecraft, I was like, oh, but you like it too much. So we want to turn that off. And then when I see him doing Minecraft, I like really understanding what he's doing. I realized this is very much learning. Um, so anyways, but I still mean outside of screen time what do they love doing and watch them watch what they're doing because uh, most of the time they are doing something that's learning and it helps to bolster our confidence that learning doesn't just happen in a book although between we i, I know you on goodreads so i know we're you really are quite the stellar reader you're always reading something and um i'm just not writing it down on goodreads all the time but reading is an amazing thing as a mom with our kids and even on our own. Yeah, I have so many different ideas that I'd love to share with homeschool moms, but I would love to hear yours since I wanted to have yeah. you for tea well, here. Do you I'm have just thinking other about what ideas? you're just saying, Teresa, about noticing what they are learning? I, I would say there have been so yeah. many times this past year, especially as my kids get a little bit older, where the curriculum that I have planned for them is one thing, but then they're coming up with all these other ideas. Like last night we were at the dinner table and my son who's 12 said to me, what is the chemical compound of fire? Which I don't know anything about that, <laughs> anything about that. Like never has that occurred to me at all. But I was like, well, there must be one. So let me Google it. And that led us down this great rabbit trail right there. You know, nothing that I had planned, but we looked up some articles. I read him some different things. Then we learned that fire is a plasma. And so there's actually four states of matter, not just solid, liquid, and gas, but this other one that's called plasma. And we watched some YouTube videos about that. And it turned into this whole, you know, probably 30 minutes of engaging this topic of, you know, what is fire actually made out of? And what is the chemical reaction that produces that? Um, and that was nothing that I have written down in my homeschool planner. But those moments are so valuable. And when they're the ones that are originating those questions, it is impactful to them. It, it goes so deeply into their hearts and minds. And so I think just noticing those moments and being aware of them and capturing them is so valuable. Uh, there's so much good learning that happens outside of our official homeschool plans. I'm so intrigued by that. I'm like, really? Oh, I got to find that out. It's a plasma. That That's intriguing to me. <laughs> yeah. And so thanks to your son <laughs> for that. By the way, once again, if you didn't also know that, I'd love to hear, um, because that means that you too had a gap in your learning education. And it turns out we all have gaps in our education and we can be at ease that it turns out we don't know everything. The goal of an education is, and I would say, what is it? 
I think obviously I have an opinion on that because I am asking the question, but I think as homeschool families, we get to decide how we're going to approach our home education. So we have to get clear on what we believe an education is for each of our kids. And because I began this whole homeschool journey doing classical homeschool and we included Latin, um, I know that the root word for education is educato, may not be pronouncing that right, but and it means to raise up and so then the question is to raise up what is it a curriculum a philosophy is it a 12-year learning plan or is it a specific child and uh, if we know that it's the child then we have to look at our child and say how are they learning how do they want to learn who am I as a person how do I learn what is valuable to me and all of those things mixed together makes your unique home education so mm, it's kind of yes. fun kind of yeah i can hear leah bowden's voice in my head she was on our the homeschool compass podcast and she said growth is the sole end of education i don't know if that's a direct quote from charlotte mason or not yeah. but that goes along perfectly with what you're saying right wherever we are there's room for us to grow there's room for us to expand our horizons um to go into topics more deeply. So that's really what it's all about, right? Not just checking off boxes on the list as much as I like that. <laughs> Whether you love Charlotte Mason or not, she is an amazing writer and has so many amazing thoughts about motherhood, learning and children. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, like Leah Bowden herself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a final um, wrap up to our conversation, I'm curious what you're going to be doing on Mother's Day or what you hope you'll be doing on Mother's Day. I know, right? Mother's Day is always uh, it's a tricky, tricky day for managing expectations like you talked about in your live earlier this week. Um, one of my traditions yeah. that is a gift I have come to give myself on Mother's Day um, is every Mother's Day sometime around that time, I will go to one of those places where you can kind of drive your car through the car wash uh, and then you come out and there's a uh, there's people there who will vacuum the car out for you. Um, so that's like my treat once once a year to give myself a clean car that I didn't have to be the one uh, vacuuming it out. And I always have these big resolutions in my mind that we're not going to have any snacks in the car anymore. We're not we're going to keep this clean, which never lasts more than more than a week or two, maybe. Uh, but at least for that one day or two, I have the gift of a, of a clean, clean car. As an Enneagram one, again, I know you're an Enneagram one, I'm Enneagram two, but my husband is an Enneagram one. And if he was having Mother's Day, that would be on his list. A clean slate. It really would. That's the and dream. So lovely to hear that. So the gift you would give yourself is a trip to clean, the clean car, car wash. Just for one, <laughs> for one day. Practical lady. I love that. So appreciate your spirit. I was listening to your podcast with my husband in the car one time, and he's like, I really like that girl. Aww. Just straight up, just straight talker. <laughs> I, I need like, to meet your husband one of these days. I feel like we would be kindred spirits. I think you are. So it is such a pleasure to be in this online space with you and to be, you know, encouraging, supporting other homeschool moms. Are there any words, last words that you'd like to share? With well, moms. you know, my famous saying, as you alluded to earlier, that moms needs get a seat at the table. If people have heard me say anything, it's probably that. And I would just encourage everyone who's listening, whether it's around Mother's Day or around planning for the homeschool year, um, that it's okay to acknowledge the needs that you have as a mom, too. Um, it's okay to prioritize the time that you need and the energy 
to meet those needs. And if that doesn't, if that means you don't get to check every single one of the homeschool boxes, um, that's okay. It's okay to go at your own pace. It's okay to make a homeschool plan that's realistic for who you are. Um, and if that means you need more rest, if that means you need more time, quiet time, um, it's okay to prioritize those things too. So that's my big encouragement for everyone always. Thank you, Amy. Beautiful words, beautiful words. And if anybody's interested in learning more, they can find you, obviously, that's your Instagram channel. And you're the homeschool pod or a homeschool compass podcast host. And you're also on homeschool compass mm -hmm. yeah. on your yeah. website, right? Yeah. And that Facebook, I haven't mentioned Facebook, Facebook and Instagram homeschool that's compass. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Teresa. You are such a lovely presence here on Instagram and such a great encourager. So I, I highly recommend that everyone connect with you and your podcast is always thought provoking and gives me lots to journal about because I love to journal. So thank you for all that you do to the homeschool community. Thank you. I am honored to be part of it. And thank you for joining me. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what fuels your homeschool success. I'd love to hear what worked for you this past year, what didn't work, what you learned about learning, and what you learned about your homeschooled kids. You can send me a message in the DMs of Instagram, on the Facebook group, Homeschool Mama Support Group, or on a comment section in YouTube. Of course, you're also welcome to join the Patreon Homeschool Mama Support Group. Just this past week, we had a beginner's writing workshop for homeschool moms. And next week, we'll have a support group where we chat with homeschool moms virtually around the world. You're also invited to tea with me virtually, just you and me having a one-on-one -on -one session, getting to know each other, and maybe you discovering whether homeschool coaching is for you. Book a session with me over at my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. This past week, I heard from someone on the pod page of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Reviews. This person said, you are a supportive mentor. Teresa has the calm assurance of one who's walking her talk, eager to share and encourage. I homeschooled for many years and would have loved having her in my posse for some of those years. She doesn't have or claim to have all the answers. No, I do not. But she will sure help you find what works for your family. A must listen for homeschool mamas who need support and inspiration. Thank you to whoever sent that out into the universe. I so appreciate it, even if it took me entire year to find it and if you want me to see your podcast review maybe put it on apple or spotify sorry pod page <laughs> hey and i've got a free resource for you which you can also find on my website page the resource is called reimagine your homeschool life mini course it's free it's at the top of my website capturingthecharmlife.com you're also invited to the Homeschool Mama year-end review, where we're going to take a look at all the things that we spoke to this episode. We'll talk about what worked, what didn't work, how we can do things differently for the upcoming homeschool year. You can check it out there on that page as well. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You've got this, girlfriend.